Good evening, team. It is Monday, the 5th of December. Still can't believe that we're saying December already, 2022. And tonight we are talking all things navigating that Christmas period, that festive season. And the aim of tonight is for you to basically build confidence in navigating your nutrition primarily around the Christmas period. And I've got some quite strong views on this. So we're going to start off with a bit of a rant. Now, the rant is going to be this. You do not need a survival guide for Christmas. Right now, if you follow any particularly online PTs, they love this kind of thing. They love to put out a free guide for surviving Christmas. Or I've even seen like the Christmas battle plan before. You're not going to war, right? You don't need to survive Christmas because Christmas isn't a negative thing. As soon as we call something, you know, a problem or something to survive, it makes it feel like a negative thing. And then it starts to already draw on those negative relationships with food, negative relationships with um, overeating, emotional eating, relationships with the Christmas period, maybe even with alcohol, it starts to draw on those relationships already. And I'm here to tell you that you do not need a survival guy for Christmas, you're going to be having some bucks fizz, you're going to be eating some pigs in blankets, you're not going to be going into battle. Okay, so tonight we are not surviving Christmas. We are simply looking at a lot of nutritional strategies that you can put in place to help you have a more balanced Christmas. So we're not surviving anything. There's no battle plan here. All I want is for you to go through Christmas, enjoy the process, enjoy the festivities, enjoy the time with friends, family, whoever you're going to spend Christmas with and come out the other side you know, depends when your Christmas ends, whether you're one of the people who ends on 27th or if you carry it right through to, to, you know, January the 1st, wherever your Christmas ends, I want you to come out the other side, not feeling bloated, not feeling lethargic, not feeling like you've fallen off the wagon and feeling like you're in control and you know what you're doing. And that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy the festive period. You, you absolutely can. But it's just about you enjoying it to the amount that you feel good after, as well as feeling good during. Do you see what I mean? And because none of us have been over restricting, none of us have been sort of banning any foods, none of us have been banning the chocolate or anything like that. I know I've been speaking to a lot of you. You've already been enjoying a few sort of Christmas foods and Christmas parties and stuff, which is exactly what we want. You're not going to feel the need to overindulge and to really sort of go go all out at Christmas because it's a time to enjoy yourself. It's not a time to be uncomfortable and bloated and lethargic. So that is the first thing that I'm going to say. Now, before we go any further, I want you right now to design your own priority ladder or priority pyramid should i say so i've come up with a few things that are going to be probably going to be priorities over the christmas holidays your first one might be your health goals so uh for someone it might be you know you might call that weight loss you might call it my fitness goals it might be my you know uh running the 5k it might be just having great energy whatever your health goals are you can call them what you like but that might be one thing that goes on that priority pyramid hopefully anyway the next one is that we're all probably going to want to do is enjoy food with friends and family that's probably going to go somewhere making it really special for friends and family that's probably going to go particularly if you've got little ones you know no matter how old they are you're probably going to want to make the festive period uh special for them giving people the presents they want just another idea i came up with spending time with loved ones is another really important one and then ensuring yourself for january in terms of work you know getting your work done So these are just some things that I came up with. I'd like everyone, you can use these if you want to, but you don't need to. I want you on a bit of paper, um, just in your mind, on on your phone, whatever. I want you to put these in priority order for me. So the things at the top of the pyramid are the highest priority and the things at the bottom are going to be the lowest priority. I'm going to give you sort of 30 seconds just to think through what your priority ladder is and just why. 
And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about why I'm asking you to do that. So really, what's your what's your top priority? And if you're stuck, if you're a bit knackered after the day, don't worry. Just use this list that I've just run you through. What's the top priority? And maybe, you know, you can, there's only four, five there, six there. You can put you can put six in order, can't you? What is your priority? I'm going to give you 30 seconds just to think about that. If you want to, and you're, you know, you're, you're with me and, and you're, you've got access to your laptop or whatever, um, type, type it in the chat if you don't mind sharing. It'd be really good for me to illustrate my next point <laughs> if a few people can share theirs. I'm going to type mine in the chat, actually. So going from highest priority to lowest priority. It's quite difficult. Yeah, no worries, Alice. I do that all the time. I like that one, Alice. That's really good. I'm, I'm nicking that. Oh, I did, oh, I've done the same thing. I don't know how you, I can't remember how you enter without sending your message. <laughs> I'm going to put them in order anyway. Even if you just do your top three, guys. Right, just pop my four in just to illustrate the point that I'm about to make. Thank you, Alice, for sending yours in. Um, both Alice's, thank you both. Um, top one is spend time with family. Keeping active, bottom one is going to be organised for January. Love that. Good order. Good priority order. Number one, spending time with family. Love it, Sam. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Keep them coming in. Keep them coming in as I'm talking. So my primary point on that one is that your health goals are probably not going to be your absolute main priority over the next three weeks or so. And there is nothing wrong with that. There is nothing to say that, you know, because you're being more mindful and you're on a journey with your health and well-being, there's nothing to say that that needs to be the be all and end all and it needs to take up every single thought and it needs to take over Christmas, right? You don't need a survival guide, like I said. Conversely, on the other side of that coin, interestingly, is that, you know, enjoying your food with family, how high does that need to really be up that priority list? So for me, it's number three and my health goals are number four. But really, when you look at the list, when you look at what Christmas is about, for, you know, for everyone that celebrates Christmas. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, you might spend time with family. You might not do any of those things, you know, absolutely, you know, whatever, whatever you do. Um, but, you know, when you think about it, it's about spending time with people. It's about enjoying that time with people. It's about having a special time for people. It's about making, yeah, being present with those around you. Something that we, we struggle with as teachers, I think we can all probably admit to sometimes. And then maybe, maybe, you know, maybe a little bit of food, but it's not really about the food. It's not about your health goals in this season, really. Not, not over the few days of Christmas. And it's not really about the food, is it? The food and the drink is something that is a sort of an add-on 
So two points, you don't need to be mindful of, of your health goals as much. And number two, it doesn't need to all center around food. So two different points, but of the you know, same side of the different sides of the same coin, so to speak. See what I mean? Lose, rest, recover, be in the moment, spending time with family, enjoying food and drink sensibly, keeping the steps up, getting ready for a new job. Excellent, excellent. Um, health goal. Uh, so, so Sophie, that is absolutely, you know, your, your main one there, which is fine. I know that you're often about and you've got your very busy Christmas with travel and stuff as well. Um, excellent. Good, 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 good. Making sure that I'm planned. Fantastic. Relaxing. Yes. Very, very important. Spending time with loved ones, enjoying some food I've not eaten in a little while. Okay. Fantastic. Lydia, spending time with family, switching off from work, reflecting on the year fantastic so you all you know you all see the point there right that your priorities are going to be totally individual just from the few people we've got here tonight you've all got different priorities and it doesn't matter what order they fall in for you but please 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 don't fall into the trap to think that there is a right way to do christmas or to think that you need to overindulge in food neither of those things is true okay really really important so moving on then, be good just to sort of keep that in your mind, maybe jot that down on a bit of paper. So when we're doing things later on, you've got your priority list already in your mind. Now, what's the problem around this goes for this is a slide from when we talked about weekends, but this goes for Christmas, summer holidays, half terms, parties, birthdays, everything. What's the problem? Sometimes when we are thinking about our health and well-being and nutrition, we do go a little bit overboard and we can over restrict ourselves nine times out of ten don't get me wrong this can work great for some people but most of the time i've seen so so commonly over the last few years most of the time what happens is we over restrict and then we overindulge and that's not really where we want to be we don't want to a restrict indulge cycle because that can very very easily become a restrict binge cycle and we don't want to be heading towards those sorts of things you're out of routine that's the probably number one you know as well as the social occasions the environment the food environment the buffet the alcohol the chocolate the crisps all that stuff as well as the environment it's also your routines you are out of routine and out of structure for teachers our brains don't really tend to like this we like quite a lot of organization we might not have it as much in our personal lives but at school we like routine we like structure and organization because you need to to survive as a teacher and then when we come out of that we, we suddenly go into two to three weeks of not having any of that. So bedtimes are different, wait times are different, meals are different, you're missing a meal, this, that, the other. So obvious one there, let's try and see if we can put some routine and structure back into the Christmas holidays. Again, doesn't mean that you have to be getting up bang on seven o'clock every day or whatever, but some routine, some structure, it might literally be as simple as bookending your day. So I go to bed within this hour, most days, unless I'm at a party or, or whatever, or sorry, I wake up at this hour, I go to bed at this hour, straight after waking up I go for a 15 minute walk before bed I have 15 minutes of reading time and I always have lunch somewhere between 12 and 2 I don't know something like that of course it's going to be flexible but just having literally bookending and maybe a middle point in your day you're going to have routine you're going to have structure you're going to feel less out of sorts I see it all of the time like I really really do teachers get into half term and we just we just we're we're useless we just can't manage it and I was exactly the same I found half terms really really difficult I ended up either doing absolutely nothing or going overboard and doing too much another problem is that you want to enjoy yourself but you also want to meet your goals and you can guess what I'm about to say on that one in terms of the spectrum um it can sometimes feel particularly Christmas is a great one because of all the festivities and, and music and going out and the lights and everything that goes on at Christmas time it feels like it's it's gonna go because you know Christmas will end it, as quickly as it started it's going to go but we feel like it's the once in a lifetime opportunity and if we don't make the most of that we're never going to get Christmas again and the truth is 
I really hope, I think pretty sure for all of us, we're going to have more Christmases in the future, right? I think we can all we can all say that. So it's not a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yes, it's a very special time and we need to make the most of it, but you're going to have more Christmases in the future. Sometimes all of the above can make us feel nervous or anxious or stressed around this time. It can feel like there's lots of moving parts, lots of different things going on. Of course, that overall mindset around food is going to potentially make this period a little bit trickier. There's more. There's more things that impact on our mindset around this this period, that all or nothing mindset, the on the off the wagon, the on off switch. Remember that? The other thing that's going to have a huge impact on you this Christmas is the influence of previous Christmases. So when you think about how Christmases have been for you in the past, you may have really, really overindulged and you might have been the classic January the 2nd, not January the 1st, because hangovers and uh, hangover or turkey overs, one or the other, right? Um, January the 2nd, I'm on the wagon, I'm doing it, I'm eating chicken, broccoli and rice or lettuce, uh, chicken, lettuce, uh, salads, and I'm going to back to Slimming World or I'm going back to Keep Fit or I'm doing whatever I'm doing. And then you do it for like, what, one to three months and then it ends. That might be you. You might have been in that classic cycle for a long time. I know most people have been. So your experience already is has conditioned you to think this is what Christmases are like. Christmases from the day I break up, whether it's the 20th or the 23rd, the day I break up from school, from that day until the day I go back, I need to eat indulge be sedentary not not move myself i need to really just enjoy everything i need to have chocolate for breakfast chocolate for dinner that might be what your previous experiences have been and if that is the case you're fighting against that as well remember we're building these new identities so you're going to be fighting against that previous identity so it's really important to know that of course we've got the other things the negativity bias the confirmation bias the main thing on this slide that i want to point your attention to is that spectrum there's going to be no better time to employ a spectrum mindset than the Christmas holidays because you will have days that are out of routine you will have days where different things are happening you'll have days that start less optimally where you do have Terry's chocolate orange for breakfast and that is absolutely fine but if you have three weeks like that in a you know days uh, 21 days back to back and every day is at that less optimal and you don't do anything to move the needle towards more optimal you're gonna find yourself feeling pretty crappy by the time you go back to school and what is our goal from tonight it's not to survive christmas it's to get you feeling as good going out of christmas as you do going into it that is our goal another big one on this uh, page that i want to talk about is that environment like i said earlier your physical, your mental and your social environments are going to have huge impacts on your behaviours. But we see this at this time of year where people see siblings, parents, aunties, uncles, cousins, friends that we don't see very often. And what happens is those old influences come back. And I struggle this with my friends as well. I did, I, I did this Saturday night. Full disclosure, I did this Saturday night. When I, I'm with my school friends, most of my school friends, we've I've known some of them since I was three. So I know about four of them since I was three. So 27 years now. A lot of them I've known since I was sort of, you know, primary age or sort of eight to 12. Um, and then a few of them um, in high school, secondary, and then some a, a couple in, in sick form. But most of them sort of late, you know, before the age of 10, really. And we've grown up together. We discovered parties and alcohol and, and Domino's pizza together. So when we all come back together without even thinking about it, previous habits and value start to kick in for me. So what happened on Saturday was I had a great time. Um, I didn't particularly drink too much. You know, I wasn't being ill in the street or anything like that. I'm not a, I'm not, I didn't go that far, but I just had a few too many Pilsners and I woke up on Sunday with a really banging headache. You know, I wasn't ill or anything like that, but I just, 
I just got caught up in it because it's the, the social influence and it's the environment. And someone says, oh, do you want another beer? Do you want another beer? And you just get caught up in it. And for me and my current health goals, I'm here at the moment just to enjoy my life and be fit and healthy and strong. And um, I'm still achieving that. Saturday didn't impact that for me. But it's really important to know that the people that we spend time with, particularly when we don't see them very often, they will not, not pull us, but we will be drawn to do old things that we used to do. And you're going to experience this, pr- probably going to experience this over the festive period. One of you um, already said to me today that you were at your Christmas party and people were telling you to take a day off, right? But that's because those people have got the mentality to, of either being on the wagon or off the wagon. For this person, it wasn't a day on or a day off. It was just a day in the life now. And all they were doing was they were choosing to not stand by the buffet. They didn't drink alcohol that night because they were driving and they didn't want to. And they had quite a senior position at school. Um, and, you know, they probably didn't want to you know, get get hammered, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and this person wasn't on the wagon. They weren't on. They weren't switched on. They were just living their life. And they made certain nutritional choices, certain choices around alcohol. But people around them don't understand that. And so they say, take a day off, oh, you know, have a break, have some fun. But for those people, food is probably enjoyment and alcohol probably is enjoyment. And they don't have the, the mindset that you might have right now. And we get back to that crabs in the bucket thing, don't we? Where when we do something different to the tribe and we do something different to the rest of the crabs in the bucket, they will try and pull you back down. And a lot of the time, I'm sure it's subconscious. People don't mean um, poorly to us or anything like that. But sometimes there is a little bit more of a sinister edge to it where we're doing something for our health and well-being, and other people just don't understand and they they just haven't experienced this approach the approach of just having a lifestyle and not being on a diet they don't know what that's what that means it, it sounds too simple it sounds like that you know that can't be the answer I hear this all the time and sometimes when people see you doing really well with your health and well-being and putting yourself first and saying no around boundaries around school and food and other things sometimes that can highlight a bit of an insecurity in them and we can sometimes see this, sorry if there's any partners listening to this, uh, we can sometimes see this in siblings, it's quite a common thing, best friends, it's quite a common thing, and partners as well. You know, if we start to make a change that the other people around us that are really close to us aren't making, it can highlight a little bit of something uncomfortable. They might second guess their actions, or subconsciously, I'm sure, but they then, that makes them feel a little bit, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't like that they're doing that. Like, I want them to be doing what I'm doing. And sometimes it makes them second guess what they're doing. And they might even think that you're, you know, you've, you're judging them for what they're doing. And of course we're not, but it's just really important to be very, very aware, very, very aware of our social influence because people will try to influence you for better, for worse. Sometimes they just had one too many and they're just buying you a, another tequila shot that you really don't want, whatever it is. But just be very, very wary of that because that's going to really come into it. Now, again, any day, any meal, any evening, whatever that starts less optimally, you can always move that needle to be to be more optimal. It's always possible. And that's what we're going to be chatting about a little bit more. I want you to remember this quote as well. The price of anything is the amount of life you exchange for it. So when it comes to your health and well-being goals, what price are you willing to pay? You know, are you willing to sacrifice all the enjoyment around Christmas and food and, and having a good time just to see a certain number on the scale? Are you willing to give that up to see that progress? If that's what progress means to you, you got to ask yourself this question. What price are you willing to pay 
how much are you willing to give up this Christmas? Because I think for most of us here, we've all got pretty similar values around family and things like that. And I think we would probably all say, going from what you guys said your priorities were, that actually Christmas and this, this experience in this time isn't something that we're willing to sacrifice. And we don't need to either. I want to remind you of that fixed and growth mindset, because it's going to be really important this festive season. When we go through the festive period, right, there are going to be challenges. Do we just give up? You know, we do have one too many drinks. We do wake up with a bit of a sore head. Do we just go, oh, right, the next three weeks I'm going to drink every day back to back? Probably not. You know, we we do overindulge a little bit and we wake up with maybe a bit of a dodgy tummy or we're just feeling bloated, we're feeling lethargic, feeling groggy in ourselves. We maybe slept a little bit poorly. Do we just give up for 21 days? Of course we don't. So it's about seeing that those challenges are just obstacles for you to overcome. Just because one day is less optimal doesn't mean that the rest of the holiday needs to be a write-off. If we're being brutal with it, Christmas is a three-day period, right? Really, and that's that's being generous. I know lots of people who don't really do much on Christmas Eve or um, Boxing Day. But for most of us, Christmas is a three-day period. You might have a day on the 27th where you've got extended family coming, or you might have a day on the 20th where you've got cousins coming or whatever. But really, probably, what are we talking, three to five days? Let me know in the chat. How many sort of Christmas celebrations have you got planned? Let's say we've got three days of the three days of Christmas. Let's say you've got one more day, additional family day or friends day. Maybe you've got a Christmas party. And may, I reckon that's probably it for most people. So for most people, it's probably five social occasions. It's not going to be more than five for most of us. Let me know in the chat. How many social occasions have you got planned around Christmas? Pop it in the chat. I just want to get an average just so I can tailor this a little bit more. But when you have those, you know, when you look at it that way, five days out of 21 days, you know, what's that? It's less than a quarter, isn't it? Five out of 20. Yeah, less than a quarter. So it's not as many as we think it is. And we what we do is, again, because of our past experiences of Christmas, we allow Christmas to become this whole of December in our minds. And I know it feels like it goes on that long, but we allow it to become much bigger than it is. And we make it we start to make excuses we do, you know, if we're being honest, we do start to say, well, you know, I have an, I'll have a third movie day, you know, I'll stay in my pyjamas for a third day in a row, which is great. And, you know, pyjama movie day is brilliant. But is doing that three days in a row going to make you feel good physically and mentally? You probably feel a little bit rubbish after a few days, right? So just bear in mind, it's not the whole of December. And really, we've only got a few sort of key events during the Christmas period, really. That's pretty much all I want to say on, on fixed and growth mindset, but I just want to sort of remind you of some of those key things. And again, final reminder from previous stuff that we've covered together, because it's, it's really important. Remember all of the different spectrums. If you go out for a really lovely Christmas meal or something, it might be less optimal towards your physical goals. Yes, you go out for a big, um, what are we doing? I think we're going for a, a Chinese. We normally go for Chinese. We're going for one on the 23rd, I think. We're going for Chinese is... Chinese food in a restaurant, particularly healthy or healthful, however you want to describe it. No, it's not really going to get me to pretty much any physical goal. It's probably not that many nutrients in it. It's a lot of deep fried stuff. There's a lot of uh, oils, a lot of salt. Excuse me. It, you know, it's not going to be great for my, for my physical health. Let's be honest. We all know that. But is it going to be good for my mental health? Then probably, yeah, it's probably going to be a little bit better for my mental health, emotional health. It might be brilliant for my emotional health. Again, social health or spiritual health might be fantastic. I'm spending time with people that I love, you know, again, financial, eating out, probably a bit expensive, 
but you can see what I mean. You've got to remember that we're not just talking about physical health and we are certainly, guys, not just talking about scale weight, okay? We are talking about whole body health and it's really, really important that we remember that that's what we're talking about. So you've got the ability to be flexible, right? Four or five, four, we've got four, we've got four or five, nine. Fair enough, Alice. You've got, got a few. You've got a few coming up. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, five or six or so. Okay, cool. So average is maybe, what, about, about five, about six, five, six, some, something like that, right? So again, it's, it's not 21, is it? You know, it's not the whole of December. Alice, you've got quite a few. <laughs> but generally speaking, it's not, it's not the whole of December. So really important to remember those spectrums and the other things that we've covered. Let's go through what we can actually do then. So you might want to grab your pens and pencils for this because we're going to sort of start to unpick some of the different approaches that we can take. Just to remind you of those approaches, we know that we've got lots of different tools that we can use. We don't just have to track calories or do nothing at all, be hands off. There are lots of different things. So starting from the very, very top then, probably the least invasive really, what we can do is we can just think about managing those highly palatable foods. So these are the hedonic foods that we adapt to. We need more and more of them to get the same literal dopamine response in the brain. We need more and more of them over time. They're hedonic. We adapt to them. They're highly palatable, usually quite cheap, usually in abundance around Christmas time. They're the kind of things that we've got everywhere, right? I'm not going to you know, name them. You know the kinds of foods I'm talking about. We can change our food choices around those foods. We might choose to say, okay, I'm going to have some of those later in the week. So today I'm not going to, not going to enjoy any of those today. You might choose to have a little bit, little and often. All right. You might choose to have absolutely none. And then you might have a lot more on the weekend, but you've planned for it and you've thought ahead. It's completely up to you. You need to make the decision. You know, I can't make this decision for you. You need to think, where is my relationship with food right now? What works best for me? Do I, you know, can I be around those foods? Do I need to minimize my exposure to them? Or can I have a little bit every day, like an advent calendar, basically? Can I have a little bit every day after dinner, for example, so I can have a little bit of chocolate, enjoy myself? It's going to be like 60 calories or something. It's really not going to impact your journey. And then that's it. You know, that might be the approach that you take. Another thing you can think about is portion control. So think about the hand model. You could, when you're having your meals out, whatever, you can go for the higher protein option. You might just uh, go for about a palm size of protein. If you're able to dish your own meals, if you are able to serve yourself, that's always the best thing to do. Um, so you might have a, a palm size of protein. You might have um, two cupped handfuls of fruits and veggies. You might have one cupped handful of carbohydrates and you might have a little sort of thumb, thumb worth of fats. So that's just a, a really simple portion control method using the hat. Or you can have the balance plate. You might have a third of your plate as veggies. You might have a quarter of your plate as uh, protein, quarter of your plate as carbs, um, and then a little bit of fats. I know that doesn't make up a whole plate, but you get the rough portions, right? On that note, whilst I'm here, when you are going to a buffet or your use anything like that or you know self-serve whatever try to serve your own food first and foremost and when you are serving your own food protein first then your veggies then your carbohydrates and then your fats fats you probably won't normally need to worry about because there's not going to be many people serving like nuts avocado oily fish and olive oil so over christmas you're probably not going to have um many opportunities for healthy fats the fats will probably come part and parcel of you know the the grease on your potatoes or the, the fat in the meat or whatever it is okay so i wouldn't worry too much about fats but protein first then veggies then then your carbohydrates if you are sitting around lots and lots and lots of food 
try to remember that whole um, choice illusion, the whole options, the variety options illusion. And they did a study once where they basically had, I think it was, I think it was, I can't remember how many people, like 10 people in a room and they had like two bowls of of different types of crisps and the people ate a certain amount. Then they gave out, I think it was four or six bowls of uh, the same two types of crisps that they put multiple bowls around. The people went and ate more because there was the illusion of choice. Even though they could clearly taste that there were just the two same crisps, people felt the need to dip into the other bowls as well. So they ended up eating more. Same thing again, if you're sat there and you're around around family and there's a big old tub of chocolate in the middle of the table, you're more likely just to dip into it whilst you're talking. And then we're getting into the territory of talking about mindful eating, aren't we? It's really important when you are enjoying your food over the festive period. There'll be times where you don't realize what you're doing. You're just eating and watching chicken run or whatever they do on Christmas Day. Um, But, you know, it's important to be mindful. It's important to know, okay, I'm here to enjoy my food. I'm here to enjoy the my experience with my family you know no one's gonna be sat there texting at the table on christmas day you're gonna be present you're gonna be talking with each other you're gonna be laughing joking bit of music on you're gonna be there and i want you to be present with your food throughout the christmas period you're not just there scoffing it down you're making the most of it particularly if you're one of the people who's going to be cooking it you're going to want to really relish it right so be sure to be mindful and being mindful just means being present and doing only that one thing doesn't it Another thing that I talked to one of you about on a coaching call today um, was about time restriction and fasting. So fasting essentially is skipping a meal. It's not much more complicated than that. The classic one is the um, 16-8 fast. So you basically don't eat for 16 hours and then you eat within an eight hour window. So just as an example of this, because lots of you might choose to do this over Christmas, just bear in mind that you might feel great off it and somebody else might feel very awful because of low blood sugar they might feel woozy and dizzy and nauseous so if that's you don't do it of course use your you know use your logic if you feel great off fasting and it's a good way to manage your nutrition do that if you're someone who feels terrible don't do it obviously but the 16-8 fast is essentially uh you imagine you wake up you eat nothing that contains calories so you might have black tea black coffee and water nothing until let's say random number let's say 12 o'clock right and then between 12 and 8 you consume uh, all of your meals. So you might just have two big meals in that time. And then again, from eight o'clock, you have your evening, you go to bed, you sleep, you wake up and you do it again. So it's 16 hours of fasting, eight hours of eating. There's nothing magical. There's nothing special about it. It's basically skipping breakfast. But you could do this with anything if you wanted to. You might choose to fast and not have lunch. You might not have dinner, but if you, you know, go out for a big roast at two o'clock, you might not have anything to eat in the evening. Completely up to you, but fasting can be a good tactic to use if you're wanting to. It might be a case of you want you, you are wanting to track calories. Now, I don't really, again, it's not my place to say because you're an individual, you, you know, you're an adult, you can make your own choices. But I wouldn't advise anyone to be there tracking their calories on Christmas Day personally. But that's just me because I've, I've done it before. <laughs> And it was miserable worrying about how many calories were in my Christmas dinner. I would strongly advise and encourage you not to worry about tracking calories on Christmas Day if you are. That's just my personal take. You might want to. And if that's your opinion, then it's in line with your values. Then that's absolutely fine. Something else we can do. Really, really strong one. Really, really good. is going to be calorie cycling tracking calories and protein and then having some days higher and some days lower so this is what that could look like so this is taken from years ago i put these out years ago on instagram way 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 back when um 
But here's just a few examples of how you can manage your calories differently on different days and still somehow come up with the same average calories. So, for example, you can see the wild weekend. They are eating less Monday to Friday. So they're eating what? What's that? About 1600 calories Monday to Friday. It's like a SATS question, isn't it? Um, And then over the weekend, they're eating about 2300. And then that is equaling out at about 1800, 1800, I think, give or take. So that's the wild weekend. You might do the thirsty Thursday. So you might have quite a few calories on a Thursday, go out for dinner, go out for a few drinks. Friday, you might be a bit fragile. So you might then, again, you know, indulge a little bit with your food. And then you might have a smaller weekend. And again, the midweek meal out is another one. The point of this is just to show you that you don't need to have 1800 calories seven days a week particularly through the christmas period you can have higher days and you can have lower days and i was talking to one of you about this um earlier i said i remember my nan if she had had a big lunch she would say oh i don't want dinner i've had a big lunch and some like i feel like that generation so my nan would be sort of almost 100 now um you know i feel like that generation would be more inclined to miss a meal without calling it fasting, without thinking it's something special. They just say, oh, hey, you're eating quite a lot. I'm just not going to have much. Oh, well, I'll, I'll have a humbug or something instead. You know, whereas now we, we do get quite caught up in, I need three meals. If you're not hungry, you do not need to eat. You know, you genuinely don't need to eat. So it might be that you have higher days and you might choose to have lower days. Right. Just going to take a pause, guys, and check the chat because I have been very, I, I did say it was a bit of a talky one today. I'm sorry. I hope everyone's still with me. Got quite a lot. Oh, I have. We did have quite a lot. We've covered pretty much everything now, but I had quite a lot to say on that. All right. So getting into managing the actual holidays themselves. So we've talked a lot about mindset. We've talked a lot about the specific approaches you can take. We've talked a lot about you choosing your own priorities and choosing your own approach. We sort of covered all that, haven't we? So let's talk about managing the actual holidays. Routine and structure is going to be so, so important. And I know you're all sick to the back teeth of me is that a saying six to the back teeth i'm going with it uh, i know you're all six to the back teeth of me saying this but planning is going to be so 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 important you can't hit a target that you can't see right if you're going into the holidays and you don't know what you're doing on what day and it's just going to be a, a a two to three week blur with christmas somewhere in the middle and you know you someone's coming around on the 27th and that's it but everything else is just a complete blur yes you're probably going to be quite relaxed and unplugged However, you might get a bit overwhelmed and you might come out the other side feeling a little bit like you're sort of, you you know, discombobulated and a bit sort of misaligned and just a little bit disorientated, really. So having that structure can be really, really useful. So planning is going to be very important. When it comes to managing the holidays, it really is more about mindset than anything else. When you think about it, yes, I want you to enjoy it and everything else I've said tonight, but it's just another week or two. There's nothing really special. You could take the amount of time that passes and you could plonk it in the two weeks before the October half term and nothing would really change, right? It's just a period of time. It doesn't mean that everything needs to stop. Things like your hydration, your fruits and veggies, your steps, these things can still continue. There's no need for them to stop just because it's Christmas time. And again, if you're thinking, oh, that doesn't, that's jarring with me right now, that, you know, I don't feel like that's possible. You're thinking that that's going to be some friction between what I'm saying and your old identity. It might even be friction between what I'm saying and what you do as a family. You know, in previous years, you might do nothing for seven days and just stay in and and watch Christmas films and stuff. And if that's what you want to do and it matches your values in that priority pyramid, 
absolutely fine. I'm not going to be the person to tell you not to do that. It's none of my business. But if you know that that doesn't make you feel great and you do end up leaving Christmas feeling a bit rough, maybe it's time to just readjust and just to look at that and say, right, what is my priority pyramid? Are the actions that I've planned in line with those priorities? And if they're not, that's when we know that we need to make some adjustments. Routine, really important. We've already talked about bookending the day. Make sure we're getting some routine in. Revisit your long-term goal. Will this this seven-day period really affect my long-term goal that I've set for June 2023? Probably not, I'm going to say. You know, it's probably not going to have much of an impact. Apply the spectrum mindset, really important. When you do feel that you've misaligned and you, you know, might be whatever, might be, again, might be, probably not, but it might be a hangover. It might be you've overindulged. You might, you know, just feel that you've had some really poor night's sleep, whatever. When you, when you are misaligned, recognize that you're misaligned reset draw the line in the sand restart and then go again there's no need to wait until after the christmas holidays there's no wait need to wait until a monday you have got the power to draw the line in the sand at any point that you choose to but you need to choose to nobody else can make that choice for you big one like i sort of alluded to with the weekly overviews look at the week on average remember christmas is three days out of that seven look at the week on average don't look at the sum of christmas day or the sum of the christmas uh, the sum of the christmas party because you are not the sum of one day you are the average of your habits and the average of your behaviors so zoom out look at your whole lifestyle how much have i moved how much have i slept how many fruits and veggies have i had and how have i eaten look at the whole thing on average be patient and just know that it's not going to impact your journey going forward and remember one meal is only five percent of your week some more super super practical things that i've pretty much talked about i think this is our last slide actually guys some really super practical things that i've really talked about have the conversations and again i'm not telling you how to live your christmas and live your life and family life it's none of my business but if there's anything i said tonight that you feel that in christmas's past has rubbed you up the wrong way yeah you haven't quite come out the other side feeling good or it's just something that you're your family want to do but you don't want to do or whatever it is have the conversations with the people that you need to have the conversations with because we're here to make you happy and healthy right if we put you through christmas and you come out the other side and you're unhappy and unhealthy or you're feeling unhealthy we haven't really done our job here so have the conversations make sure that you give your priority that priority pyramid to the person that you're going to be spending time with people you're spending time with make sure they understand why you're doing the things i don't really think it's unreasonable for anyone to say, I'm going to go out for a quick 10 minute walk first thing in the morning just to get a breath of fresh air. Can you look after the kids or, or you know, lots of us might not need to, to make that adjustment. But, you know, I'm just going to go out for 15 minutes. Can you can you watch the potatoes boiling or whatever? And you can just go for a quick 15 minute walk. If you go for a 15 minute walk when you're feeling a bit claustrophobic and you've been stuck indoors for a few days, it will completely change your mindset you will feel like a new person. We've all done it, haven't we? Where you go out for a walk, you clear your head and you come back feeling a million times better. You've got those endorphins going, the serotonin's going, the dopamine's going. You know, you might have listened to a funny podcast, got some oxytocin going, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So you've got all those good hormones and neurotransmitters. You're feeling positive. You're feeling mentally in a good place. You come back and how much more do you enjoy the day? so much more so have the conversations let the people around you know where the boundaries are what you want to do take into consideration what they want to do and find a bit of a compromise we talked about intermittent fasting so pseudo fasting is the same thing as intermittent fasting but you just have protein basically so you might just have a protein shake or a protein yogurt or something like that 
Snack bowls, talk about that. Lighter meals make sense. If you're going out for a meal and you do want to keep your nutrition more optimal because you might be going out tomorrow night or it might be a couple of days before Christmas, you can, of course, go for lighter options on the menu. You can choose, you know, I don't want to cover that. You guys know that already. You can choose whatever you want. You might just go for a main rather than all three courses. You might drive instead of drink, all these other things that we do. Planning, preparing is going to be really 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 important we talked about your own food we've talked about food flow uh, and again remove the choice barrier plan ahead know that when you get to the restaurant or you get to whoever's this is what you're having for starters this is what you're having for mains know know your options know exactly what you're doing because the the sort of variety barrier isn't there you don't get there and look at the menu and go oh there's like 21 things and you end up or sharing a start with this person and then sharing a dessert with this person this that and the other you just know exactly what you're doing anyway team that was a very quick, well, kind of very quick uh, whistle-stop tour. Could have been a lot longer um, of what we can look at when it comes to... Do, 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 do. Why is it not letting me view that? Sorry, guys. It's not letting me view it as a thingy. Maybe because it's A4. Yeah. Um, so that was a very sort of very sort of quick uh, whistle-stop tour around Christmas and some of the things we can put in place. Now... If you want a bit more of a structured plan around this and you are that kind of person like me, I've created this festive formula for you. Again, it's not about surviving Christmas. It's just something to help you feel maybe a little bit less overwhelmed. For some people, you look at this and this will make you feel overwhelmed. So don't use it. But for, if you're like me and you like to have things boxed off and ticked off, this could be really useful. So a few key areas for us to make sure that we know that we've got sorted before the end of this challenge. Uh, and before Christmas, you know what your focus is going forward. You know what you're doing with nutrition, movement, mindset. You know how you're managing the social occasions and you know how you're managing your stress and your workload. And then what we can do is we can just create, uh, again, you've got uh, focus, nutrition, um, movement, mindset, stress uh, and workload. Sorry, social occasions and workload. So there's just some space to make some notes for each section. And then again, there's just four key things that you need to do moving forward. So really, really simple, really, you tick them off. And then the ones that you need to work on, you pop in here. And then you can use these to create four key actions to think about. Okay. So focus, we've got a set goal, we know the steps that we need to take to achieve that goal. So if you do want to still, I don't know, lose some weight before Christmas, you know you need to be in a calorie deficit. You know you need to be planning your nutrition. You need to be tracking. You need to be, if that's your approach, you need to be getting your steps in. Like, you know, those are the steps you need to take. You've written down the barriers that are going to come up. You've got a solution for each barrier. You've spoken to me about it if you're stuck with any of that stuff. Nutrition, you know how you're going to manage it. You have shared your approach with people around you, friends and family, or me. You, you've got the support around you. and um, You've got the environment to support your goals for example if you know you're not, not wanting lots of chocolate around you haven't just filled the house with chocolate okay writing meal plans and nutrition plans for each week leaving gaps for obviously the christmas days and things meals out you might be preparing snacks and meals each day you might already have your habit loops planned so okay i'm gonna get up in the morning my shoes are by the front door my water bottle's next to it i'm gonna grab my water bottle put my shoes on and go out for a walk first thing in the morning i really know what i'm doing i've got my alarm set excuse me all the rest of it Okay, uh, movement then, you know how many steps you're aiming for, you know if you're training, you know what sessions you're doing, you plan that out, all the rest of it. Mindset, similar sorts of things, excuse me. Um, you've got your value list, I'm the kind of person who, that's a really good exercise. I'm the kind of, so thinking about Christmas, I'm the kind of person who goes for a walk every morning to get some quiet time because Christmas is a hectic time. I'm the kind of person who 
always serves up protein first because of xyz i'm the kind of person that has an alcoholic drink then a soft drink then an alcoholic drink then a soft drink so what kind of person do you want to be this christmas how do you want to come out the other side of it and then i'm not going to read for all of them they're very self-explanatory but pretty much everything we've covered so far in the challenge is just a little tick box to make sure that you've got that boxed off and you know what you are doing and we're done <laughs> hope everyone is still with me and no one is bored to tears or bored to death no one's fallen asleep on me guys has that been useful is there anything that i haven't covered give me if it's been useful give me one thing that you're going to take away and implement just one thing and if you've got any questions around it please just let me know chuck them in the box for me and then we are going to wrap this up thank you very much for joining me um as well guys and, and coming live it's a bit of a chunky one tonight and apologies that i did so much talking at you and um, but i hope that's been really really useful if you're listening back on the podcast i'm going to finish this up now so thanks for coming uh or thanks for listening back and i will catch you soon Yeah, 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 yeah.